ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار فيا عباد الله قال الله سبحانه وتعالى الذي خلق الموت والحياه ليبلوكم ايكم احسن عملا وهو العزيز الغفور بين سبحانه وتعالى الحكمه من خلق الموت والحياه وانها الابتلاء والامتحان لبني ادم ايهم يحسن العمل لاخرته والله جل وعلا لم يقل ايكم اكثر عملا وانما قال ايكم احسن عملا فالعبره بالعمل الحسن لا بالعمل الكثير الذي ليس بحسن ولا يكون العمل حسنا الا اذا توفر فيه شرطان الشرط الاول الاخلاص لله جل وعلا فيه فلا يكون فيه شرك ولا يكون فيه رياء ولا سمعه ولا قصد ولا قصد ولا قصد لطمع الدنيا والشرط الثاني ان يكون صوابا على سنه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يكون فيه بدعه ومحدثات فان العمل الاول وهو الذي خالطه شرك مردود على صاحبه لا يقبل وهو حابط وباطل واما الذي فقد الشرط الثاني وهو المتابعه للرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم فانه ايضا باطل ومردود على صاحبه قال صلى الله عليه وسلم من عمل عملا ليس عليه امرنا فهو رد وفي روايه 
من أحدث في أمرنا هذا ما ليس منه فهو رد أي مردود على صاحبه سواء هو الذي أحدث البدعة أو أحدثها غيره وعمل بها تقليدا له فإن البدع مردودة كلها مهما كلف صاحبها نفسه فيها لأن الله أمرنا بالاقتداء بالرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم قال تعالى لقد كان لكم في رسول الله أسوة حسنة ولم يأمرنا بالاقتداء بغيره ولهذا قال صلى الله عليه وسلم عليكم بسنتي وسنة الخلفاء الراشدين المهديين من بعدي تمسكوا بها وعضوا عليها بالنواجذ وإياكم ومحدثات الأمور فإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار والله سبحانه وتعالى جعل لنا دورا ثلاث نمر بها الدار الأولى الدار الدنيا وهي دار العمل وهي يختلط فيها الخير والشر والمؤمن والكافر والمنافق يختلطون في هذه الدنيا تختلط الأعمال وتختلط الأشخاص في هذه الدنيا والدار الثانية دار القبور دار البرزخ وهي محطة انتظار بين الدنيا والآخرة وفي القبر إما روضة من رياض الجنة وإما حفرة من حفر النار والعياذ بالله على حسب ما مات عليه من إيمان أو نفاق أو كفر وشرك فإنه يأتيه في قبره من جزاء الآخرة قال تعالى ولنذيقنهم من العذاب الأدنى دون العذاب الأكبر لعلهم يرجعون فيأتيه من الجنة إن كان مؤمنا ويأتيه من النار إن كان منافقا أو كافرا أو مشركا والدار الثالثة دار الآخرة وهي دار القرار التي لا رحيل منها دار القرار أي الاستقرار الذي لا رحيل منها وهي دار الجزاء وينقسم الناس فيها إلى فريقين لا ثالث لهما فريق في الجنة وفريق في السعير فالمؤمنون في الجنة والكفار والمشركون والمنافقون في النار والعياذ بالله ولا رحيل منها ولا موت ولا انتقال هذه هي الدار الآخرة وكلها نمر بها لكن أين من يعتبر وأين من يتعظ قال الله سبحانه وتعالى لنا اعلموا أنما الحياة الدنيا لعب وله وزينة وتفاخر بينكم وتكاثر في الأموال والأولاد 
كمثل غيث أعجب الكفار نباته ثم يهيج فتراه مصفرا ثم يكون حطاما وفي الآخرة عذاب شديد ومغفرة من الله ورضوان وما الحياة الدنيا إلا متاع الغرور سابقوا إلى مغفرة من ربكم وجنة عرضها كعرض السماء والأرض أعدت للذين آمنوا بالله ورسله ذلك فضل الله يؤتيه من يشاء والله ذو الفضل العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين فيا عباد الله Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned to us in the Qur'an where he stated الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةَ لِيَبْلُوَكُمْ أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informed us in the Qur'an the purpose behind life and death and that purpose is to test us it is a libtilaa والامتحان it is a test and a trial to test us which of us will be the best in our actions which of us will be the best in our deeds and notice Allah did not say أيكم أكثر عملا Allah did not say that he has created this life and death to see who of you will be the most in your actions and deeds, but rather, أَيُّكُمْ أَحْسَنُ عَمَلًا Who from amongst you will be the best in your actions and deeds? And the meaning of that is, there may be some people who do lots of actions, lots of deeds, lots of what they think is worship, but in reality they may not be doing it properly. They may not be implementing the Qur'an and the Sunnah in how they do it. And somebody else may be doing less, but they are doing it properly in accordance to the Qur'an and the Sunnah. So it is not just about how much worship you do. It is about whether you are doing it properly according to the Qur'an and the Sunnah. Because actions will only be accepted if they are built upon two pillars, al-ikhlas wal-mutaba'ah, sincerity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and following the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that's where an action is going to be good. Ayyukum ahsanu amala, who from amongst you is the best in your actions and deeds, the best in your worship, meaning the ones who do their worship properly in accordance to what is in the Qur'an and Sunnah. They do it sincerely for the sake of Allah and they follow the Sunnah. Two parts, sincerely for the sake of Allah and following the Sunnah. If a person misses either of those two parts, then his worship will not be correct and it will not be valid. No matter how much he does, 
If a person does not do it sincerely for Allah, then his worship is showing off and there is shirk within it that he's doing it for others besides Allah for other reasons and for other goals and for other objectives. So there must be ikhlas, there must be sincerity in that worship being done for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Secondly, that it must be in accordance to the sunnah. And if it is not, then it will be rejected. In the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam informed us, Man amila amalan laysa alayhi amruna fahuwarad. Whomsoever does an action which is not from our sharia, not from our actions, what the revelation taught us, what the Prophet ﷺ taught us, if it is not from that, then it will be rejected. If you have made up something else which is not in the revelation, not what the Prophet ﷺ taught us, then it will be rejected. And in another version, Man ahdatha fi amrina hadha ma laysa minhu fahuwarad. Whomsoever innovates into this religion of ours, then it will be rejected. So whether you are the one who makes up something new and innovates something new, or somebody else did that, but you follow them and do that innovation yourself, then in either situation, your action will be rejected. In both situations, your actions will be rejected. Meaning, your actions are thrown back onto you. They are not valid. They are not accepted. Whether you are the one who made the innovation or you are following the innovation of somebody else. So it is very important to remember. Allah has told us in the Quran the purpose of our life and death. And that is, to test you which of you will be the best in your actions. And Allah has made three places, three places of residence where we all go. The first one is this world. In this world, everyone is here. The believers are here and the kuffar are here. The mushrikun, the munafiqun, they are here. Everything is here. The believers and the disbelievers, those who do righteous deeds and those who disobey, it is all a mixture in this world and the test and the trial is upon you in this world. Will you be from the believers and the righteous or will you go and be from the kuffar and the disbelievers? That test is here in this world. Then after this world, here is the barzakh in the qabr, the grave. And in that, it is a barrier between this world and the afterlife. In that existence, you will either be in a garden from the gardens of paradise, or you will be in a pit from the pits of hellfire, depending on what you did in this world, depending on what your actions were in this world. Then in your grave, either it will be made like a garden from the gardens of paradise, or a pit from the pits of hellfire. And then the third place is the afterlife. On the day of judgment after that will be either paradise or hell. 
and the people on that day will split up into two groups and there is no third group. Either they will be in the group of the believers who enter paradise or they will be in the group of the disbelievers who enter hellfire and there will be no end. There will be no end to that life. The afterlife in paradise in the end or in hellfire in the end, then the person will remain in that blessing or in that punishment thereafter. Of course the believers, maybe some of them will enter hellfire first due to their sins, but the muwahidun, the people of Tawheed will eventually exit and enter paradise and then they will remain therein forever. So it is upon us all to ponder and reflect over these affairs that Allah has told us what we need to do and that is the righteous and good actions and they are the ones that are according to the sincerity to Allah and the following of the sunnah of the Prophet Then we should remember we have this opportunity in this world. After this opportunity goes in the barzakh, there is no opportunity now. In the afterlife, there is no opportunity now. The opportunity is in this world for the righteous deeds. Once a person dies, then the opportunity is gone. When a person dies, his deeds are cut off. So this opportunity is the one to bear in mind and to utilize and to remember this ayah in the Quran where Allah is telling you the purpose of this life and death. And we recognize that the good actions can only be with sincerity to Allah and in following exactly what is in the sunnah, in the Quran. And we can only do that if we learn it. If you do not learn what is in the Quran and you do not learn what is in the sunnah, then how are you going to do righteous actions? How are you going to do your actions as righteous and good following the sunnah if you do not know what the sunnah is? That's why it is very important to learn the religion, to learn the Quran and to learn the sunnah so that you can then do those righteous actions and you can follow the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. Because indeed he said to us, عَلَيْكُمْ بِسُنَّتِي وَسُنَّةِ الْخُلَفَاءِ الرَّشِدِينَ الْمَهْدِيِّينَ مِنْ بَعْدِ Upon you is my sunnah, to cling to my sunnah, and the sunnah of the rightly guided caliphs after me. Cling on to that. تَمَسَّكُوا بِهَا وَعَضُّوا عَلَيْهَا بِالنَّوَاجِذِ Cling on to it and bite on to it with your mawlati. And be warned from the newly invented affairs. Every of these new invented affairs, every one of these newly invented affairs is a misguidance and every misguidance or is an innovation and every innovation is a misguidance. So be warned of that and cling on to the Quran and the Sunnah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us death upon the Quran and Sunnah, implementing it, practicing it, and being upon those righteous actions.